Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. Happy Wednesday. It's June 28, 2023, the Feast of a Great Saint and Martyr, and that would be St. Irenaeus. So there you go, a wonderful saint, and talk about a saint for our times who stood up for heresies. And the reading today is very, very significant in terms of his life and what he did, and also a reminder of what's going on in our culture. Really powerful stuff uh, from the gospel today. Reminded me, of course, of the series, the great documentary that EW10 did a few years ago that's still so timely, A Wolf in Sheep's Clothing, because in the gospel today, we hear from our Lord talking about beware of the wolves in sheep clothing. You will know them by their fruit. And we see that so often today, don't we? Let me um, just read you this beautiful quote from St. Irenaeus. This is just the first paragraph of the reflection in the Magnificat today. It just struck me in terms of the readings and, and who he was and what he did to defend the faith against heresies. How to be true prophets. The sound and safe and religious and truth-loving mind will readily apply itself to the things of God, placed in the power of men and granted to our knowledge. It will make progress in them because by daily exercise, it will make easy for itself the acquisition of knowledge. These are the things that come under our eyes and are expressed in the sacred scriptures clearly and unambiguously. Thus, the body of truth, and truth with a capital T, will continue entire, harmonious, in its members and unshaken. He lived in the third century. So almost 2,000 years later, we still have, and it will continue because Jesus promised us in Matthew 16, right? That the church, that the church will be with us till the end of the age, right? You are Peter, and on this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So St. Irenaeus, pray for us and help us stand up for truth, and do yourself a favor if you have not seen the wolf in sheep's clothing, go online and get it through EWTN.com. If you've seen it before, watch it again. It is timeless, and it is so important for what's going on today in our world, especially in our culture, and how we can stand up against it. Speaking of EWTN and great programming, our very own Chris Lena Effort is going to be joining us at 15 minutes past the hour. Her beautiful book, I was proud to have a chapter in there, Women Made New, has been turned into an online learning series, which is starting now, actually. Right now, woo, breaking news. It is actually being presented today. You can find out more information. Just go to EWTN.com and go to the online series link, which is right there on the homepage. And it's free. It's awesome. And these are becoming increasingly popular, and I was honored to be a part of it. We actually taped it back in mid-April. And it is a thing of beauty. The guys did a great job, and the gals working on this is so well produced. And we'll talk with Kristalina about that. And then we go to Joan Lewis in Rome with some interesting developments, including a special trip from a Vatican envoy to Moscow this week, and also some traveling tips for those of you who may be going to Rome right now. Just a little heads up in terms of packing your patience because Rome and Italy are packed. Post-COVID, that's all gone. It's super, super busy. Not a bad thing, a good thing. You just need to know how to navigate it. So, And if you'd like more information on that, you can always contact me through my website, TravelItalyExpert.com. As far as a forecast is concerned, we have a lot of issues weather-wise across the country, brothers and sisters. We're still looking at lots of storms that are happening, but also problems with the uh, wildfires that are causing issues. 
So we have excessive heat that will build over much of the state of Texas to the northern Gulf Coast and into the mid-Mississippi River Valley and the southeast, as well as the Central Valley of California into the weekend. And smoke from those Canadian wildfires resulting in air quality alerts over much of the Midwest and Great Lakes, spreading into the mid-Atlantic and the national capital region all of that happening today. And here in Michigan, as you'll hear in the news, it's very strange. Andrew and I were talking about that this morning. And what's happening is we're supposed to have sunny skies today in low 80s, which is typical late June, early July weather. Beautiful. And yet the sun is out there somewhere, but there's such a deep haze, you can't even see the sun. It's just kind of really weird. It's got kind of an orange look to it. So we know we're being greatly affected by those wildfires. All right, just about uh, four minutes past the hour, a ton of news to get through, and I just wanted to give you a heads up. There's a lot of all those storms out there are causing some Internet issues, so good Lord willing, we will get through this show. If not, we will still have a program for you, but it could change a bit, just letting you know ahead of time. All right, let's get to the news. Four minutes past the hour. It's Wednesday, June 28th, the Feast of St. Irenaeus. Pray for us. 31 Catholic Democrats in the House signing a letter on the first anniversary of the Dobbs versus Jackson women's health decision, as Catholic News Agency explains, vowing, despite the Catholic teaching on life, to continue to support abortion and despite the overturning of Roe v. Wade. The group led by Connecticut Rep. Rosa DeLauro and including former Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi. Saturday, of course, marking one year since the Supreme Court issued its decision in Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization that overturned the nearly 50-year-old Roe versus Wade case. The decision in Dobbs allowed abortion bans and restrictions in multiple states across the country to go into effect. Meanwhile, Catholic Vote President Brian Burt saying in a statement, this is nonsense and we all know it. Our bishops are not asking politicians to be perfect. They just want them to publicly uphold our foundational teaching on life and work to stop instead of promoting the killing. The Holy See Press Office confirming that Cardinal Matteo Zuppi will be going to Moscow as an envoy of Pope Francis. Devin Watkins reports in the Vatican. The Holy See Press Office confirmed on Tuesday that Cardinal Zuppi, the Archbishop of Bologna and President of the Italian Bishops' Conference, will be in the Russian capital on June 28th and 29th. The visit aims to strengthen gestures of humanity that can contribute to promoting a solution to the current tragic situation and find paths toward a just peace. Cardinal Zuppi will be accompanied by an official from the Secretariat of State. As he visits Moscow, Cardinal Zuppi will likely uphold Pope Francis's desire for a resolution to the war on the European continent. The Pope has been a vocal advocate for peace, consistently calling on world leaders and individuals alike to work towards resolving conflict through peaceful means. He has made countless appeals for prayers for people suffering due to the war in Ukraine. The Italian-born Cardinal's visit comes on the heels of his previous visit to Kiev on June 5th and 6th, during which he met with the Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky and other high-level government officials. During the meeting in Kiev, Cardinal Zuppi conveyed Pope Francis's concern for the Ukrainian people. The Cardinal emphasized the need for parties involved to prioritize dialogue and find common ground for a just resolution to the war. The meeting with President Zelensky provided an opportunity to discuss steps to alleviate suffering, rebuild trust, and advance reconciliation. Cardinal Zuppi reiterated the Vatican's readiness to assist through diplomatic channels and humanitarian initiatives. As the papal peace envoy, Cardinal Zuppi's visit to Moscow seeks to underscore the Holy See's dedication to actively engage in peace-building efforts and collaborate with international partners on behalf of peace. 
In other Vatican news, in keeping with customs during the summer season, all of Pope Francis's audiences, including the general audiences and those with special groups, will be temporarily suspended throughout the month of July. The prefecture of the papal household making the announcement through a statement released this week by the Holy See Press Office. Papal audiences resuming in August with the first general audience set for Wednesday, August 9th. The final audience before the summer break was actually today, the 28th, in St. Peter's Square, marking actually the first general audience following the Holy Father's recent hospitalization at Jamelli Hospital for surgery on an abdominal hernia. As we mentioned earlier in our weather forecast, smoke from Canadian wildfires drifting once again into the U.S., currently giving the city of Chicago the worst air quality in the world. According to IQAir.com, Chicago and Detroit are currently the worst cities in the world when it comes to air quality. Smaller cities in the Great Lakes region, such as Grand Rapids, Michigan, saw even worse air quality. And Natalie Migliori tells us New York is also bracing for another bout of bad air. The smoke from Canadian wildfires is making a return, at some point impacting the entirety of New York State. We're anticipating the smoke and the haze to come all across the state. And we've been watching this, monitoring this. Governor Kathy Hochul says conditions will start deteriorating in western and central New York before reaching New York City Thursday morning. That's the unfortunate news that we're experiencing. I would certainly say we did not deal with this in the years past. The governor is urging high-risk populations to avoid the outdoors over the next 48 hours. Attorney General Merrick Gardland is set to testify before the House later this summer, although it's a regularly scheduled hearing with the House Judiciary Committee. It comes as some Republicans are calling for his impeachment following whistleblower testimony. Speaker McCarthy recently suggesting the House could launch an impeachment inquiry over IRS whistleblower allegations. The Justice Department interfered in, uh, interfered in the Hunter Biden investigation. And Brian Shook tells us it appears a Russian president is now honoring a deal made with the head of the Wagner Group. After Progrosin's group attempted a rebellion against Moscow three days ago, Putin agreed to drop terrorism charges against him if he agreed to be exiled to Belarus. On Tuesday, Belarus authorities confirmed Progozin arrived at the country safely. Hours later, Russia's Federal Security Service dropped the terrorism charges against him. The Wagner group claims he was not trying to overthrow Putin, but was marching against injustice. A new memorial has been unveiled honoring the victims of the Atlanta child murders that took place some 44 years ago. Here's Mayor Andre Dickens. He was among those who spoke at Tuesday's ceremony. We know that nothing that we do here will bring those lost lives back. But it is our sincere hope that this will serve as a source of peace and strength for our community and our entire city. The 55-foot-long wall called Eternal Flame, featuring the names of the black children, teens, and young adults who were murdered between 1979 and 1981. Rick Hochul tells us Florida's largest police union is now endorsing Governor Ron DeSantis for the Republican nomination for president. The Florida Police Benevolent Association hailed DeSantis as the most effective governor in the nation who will make public safety a top priority in the White House. The union endorsed former President Trump in 2020. The PBA represents 30,000 police and correctional officers across Florida. Human remains found on Southern California's Mount Baldy have now been positively identified as those of British actor Julian Sands. He was reported missing way back in January. Search crews have been repeatedly returning to the area following his disappearance. 
The 65-year-old went on a winter hike back in January. He's best known for his role in the 1985 movie A Room with a View and is survived by his three adult children. And the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has issued an alert after a number of cases of malaria have been detected now in Texas and Florida. Tony Waterman says it's the first time in 20 years that the mosquito-borne infection is spreading across the U.S. The CDC believes all of them were locally acquired and warned case numbers could rise during the busy summer travel season. Malaria is mostly found in tropical climates. Experts say as global temperatures rise, so too could the number of infections. Symptoms include fever, chills, and in severe cases, difficulty breathing. According to the World Health Organization, nearly 620,000 people globally died from malaria in 2021. This year's 4th of July cookout will be more affordable than last year's. According to the American Farm Bureau Federation, families can expect to pay less than $68 for a party of 10. That's down 3% from last year's record high of $69.68. The estimate includes 12 staple items, including hamburger buns, potato salad, chicken breast, lemonade, and chocolate chip cookies. Meanwhile, a record number of folks expected to travel over the upcoming holiday week. The most original Catholic content is on EWTN Radio. Hi, this is Doug Keck on Mother Angelica answering the call. Father Joseph, Mary, and I mine decades of phone calls answered by Mother Angelica. Join us Sunday for a half hour of teaching, advice, laughter, and plenty of prayers from the one and only Mother Angelica. Mother Angelica answering the call Sunday afternoon, 2 Eastern on EWTN Radio. This program is brought to you in part by some of our underwriters at Ave Maria Radio. This July 4th from Angel Studios, who brought you his only son and the chosen, comes a true story of courage and redemption. Sound of Freedom, starring Jim Caviezel to portray Jesus in the Passion, and Mira Sorvino, inspired by the true events of a dangerous mission to save young, innocent lives. Sound of Freedom, rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Only in theaters July 4th. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Our generation is the first in human history to widely reject that life has any overarching purpose. Morality is considered relative, and we're even uncertain about what it means to be a man or a woman. Catholics at this time need to be awake, not woke. Sit down with Renewal Ministries' Peter Herbeck and I for an extended conversation with Noel Maring, author of Awake, Not Woke. It's available on the Renewal Ministries' YouTube page or in the slider at AveMariaRadio.net. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. What a great opportunity to grow closer to the Lord and His church and to learn 
more about Romans 8:28. All things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose and redemptive suffering and so many other beautiful teachings that were covered in this beautiful book, Women Made New. I was proud to be a part of it and even more proud to be a part of this online teaching series. And on the phone with me is the beautiful Kristalina Everett, fellow radio host, speaker, author. First of all, the book is awesome. So beautifully done and put together by EW10 Publishing. And this online series, I'm telling you, Kristalina, off the charts in terms of the way it was produced. So beautiful. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. You're launching it today, right? Yes. Good morning and good morning to everyone out there listening. All right, so give us the scoop, because this is like breaking news, as we say in the news business. This is an exclusive here on Catholic Connection, going back to my old days as as a TV news reporter. But this is really big news. So tell us about the Women Made New online series. Well, first and foremost, it's completely free to everyone. So kind of calling all women out there. It doesn't matter what state in life that you are in or what has happened to you. And it doesn't matter who you are, where you've been, what you've done. All that matters now is where you go from here. And hopefully it is to the EWTN online learning series. And it's an eight-part video series with myself, Mother Angelica, you, Teresa, uh, Father Joseph Mary, Catherine Hadro, Joey Pinto, Cameron Fred, Jeanette Bankovic, and it's just women who really want to start over and really, truly step into who God called them to be. And it's just an extension of the Women Made New book that we came out with. The one thing that I really think is important is the time factor. I know when we were taping my portion of it back in, in April, we were talking about the fact that these were going to be nice little nuggets where you're not sitting down and watching an hour talk or a 45-minute presentation. Not that that's a bad thing, but most people, especially if they have kids in the summertime, the activity, you might have more time, but things are, can still get a little crazy. But I love the fact that these are in like five to seven-minute segments. No, and it's really fast, but it it really goes right to the heart of the matter. So if you struggle with people-pleasing or you struggle with the lies and that demonic dialogue or maybe self-worth or you've had an abortion or you struggle in your marriage right now and you you just feel broken or your past is, is just something that you can't face and you're having a hard time but you want to, these videos can help you just walk through that. And Honestly, the Women Made New book isn't necessary for it, even though it's pretty much all based on that. But it's better if you do have that. But ladies, if you want to start over and you're just unsatisfied with your life right now and you know God is calling you to more, this learning series can help you truly do that and just kind of blow the lies out of the water that the Mm -hmm. devil is feeding you and walk you through what it is God is asking you to face, to own, to heal, and just start your life over anew. Talking with Kristalina Everett, author, speaker, and fellow EWTN talk show host. Her book, Women Made New, went into a free online learning series available today, right now. Run to the computer or your phones. EWTN.com, the online series is there. And again, it is free, beautifully produced, and very easy to sit down and watch these. And there's great lessons and resources. Let's go back to the to the original um, thought process, Kristalina. I remember when you called me, well over a year ago and asked me to be a part of it, that you really prayed about this. Why a book and now a series called Women Made New? What prompted this particular style of book dealing with real issues of suffering and and the culture today? I I truly believe right now there are so many women that are suffering and have wounds and and need to heal and have such a broken past. And a lot of us just stuff our stuff, right, Teresa? We've all done Mm -hmm. that in the past and act like everything's okay. We put lipstick on it. 
but I feel like so many women are giving away to the world and just throwing their gifts and their talents and their virtues and everything God has given them and infused in them. And um, they're kind of pushing that aside and taking what the world is giving them and they're left unsatisfied. And I speak from my own personal experience that I was miserable and I did everything. I just put my, my faith, my everything to the side, and I dove into everything the world had to offer. Mm-hmm. And in the end, I was left miserable, broken, and hating myself. And I don't want women out there who are experiencing suffering or woundedness or um, sexual abuse or promiscuity and don't know how to come back from being so far from God. I want them to know, look, you're not alone and that Jesus loves you and it doesn't matter what has happened in your past, but that God can use you and that you have a call in your life. So obviously the book hit a nerve. What was the response when the book first came out, even before they sat down and worked with you on this series? You know, that's how the series truly did come to be is because there was such a huge response from women and they completely sold out of the book when it came out. Um, And I didn't even expect that, you know, I was praying that God would, would really touch the hearts and minds of women, but it really hit a chord with women because, like I said, there's so many women who are broken, but at the same time, um, they do feel like they're the only one. And the book's very unique in the fact that there are so many different contributors and even this learning series. There are so many different contributors coming from different walks of life. Right. And everybody in the book was so honest about different struggles that they had and their overcomers. And the study guide is very unique in the fact also that it offers brief reflections. There are scripture verses that go with it. There is an entire digital study guide that kind of walks you through. And I printed it out once once all of this came out, and I just started walking through it like everybody else, right, and just coming yeah. to the table, just going through it. And I pr- actually printed it out and taking it into adoration and going through the questions and really thinking and trying to listen to that small, still voice and shut the world out because everybody knows we're in a battle right now, mm. and it's, it's kind of time to just step up to the plate and put things aside and really dive in to your faith to what is God is calling you to be. And there's a reason that each and every one of us is here during this time right now. And we have a purpose, we have a plan, and we have a mission to fulfill and not to take that for granted, but it holds weight in heaven and it holds weight here on earth, the decisions that we make right now. Amen. So, Christina, what's the easiest way to sign up for the series? And the app's fantastic. It's very very easy to work with on your phone as well. What's the best way to go to the series and, and download everything and get the information? If they go to EWTN.com slash women made new, they can go there. They just sign up with their email and then they have access to all videos, all just resources that are there, the digital study guide. And like I said, you actually don't need the book to participate, but it's better if they do have it. They could truly really go deep. And ladies, get your friends, get your, get your sister, get your mother Get a group of women together, or this is something that you can do by yourself and walk methodically and slowly, and you can do it anywhere. It's nice you go to a coffee shop and just put your earbuds in, and you can listen to it on your phone with the app, or you could be at home with your computer nice and cozy and just walking through and watching these videos. 
What I think, as you said earlier, Kristalina, is so important is that the stories are so different. I was, I was going through it yesterday in preparation for our interview today and looking at, for example, Catherine's beautiful example, of course, the former mm-hmm. host of EWTM Pro-Life Weekly, and she talked about, you know, it's one thing because she weighed in on, on a comment that Miley Cyrus made about abortion, and she, she put out you know, a, a response to it and very respectfully, and of course she was attacked like crazy because she's so strongly pro-life, and she said it's one thing to be attacked by people in the culture by strangers. It's another strangers is another thing to be attacked by family and friends, which happened to her. And so her segment is all about, you know, who am I going to serve? Am I going to serve God or am I going to serve the culture? And who am I trying to impress? And I think a lot of us are dealing with that right now. That's something I think, even if you didn't have maybe a, maybe you've been a faithful Catholic your whole life, but in, instead of someone who's coming from a place of maybe brokenness or whatever, you're pretty good in your relationship with God. But at the same time, you're out there and you realize that you're being challenged. So whatever level you're, you're, you're at in your life in terms of your faith, I think there are stories that can apply in this book and in the series. Oh, absolutely. And even Mother Angelica's segment, which was such an honor to have her a part of this and, and have her teaching on her chapter herself, um, The Regret, Remorse, and Sorrow. She does her own whiteboard series where I really got a lot of the information from and her archives for the chapter of The Woman Made New Book. But because there were videos, they actually use that for her segment here. So Mother Angelica is joining us, which is such a gift to all of us, that she's actually teaching us how to deal with that regret, how to deal with remorse or sorrow in whatever stage of life. Because there are some really good Catholics out there right now, but maybe they're afraid and they don't mm-hmm. know how to be courageous during this time right now where there's this onslaught and and they just need that extra help and that extra encouragement that there's going to be a community of women here going through all types of different situations. But at the same time, we're all striving for that same goal and just trying to find out what it is God is calling us to be, what he's asking us to do in our lives. And just know that you're not alone in this process, but that he's going to be guiding you and other women are going to be there supporting you as well. Yeah, I think the key message in this is that God has a unique plan for each of us. And despite what may have or may not have happened in our lives, and if our life takes a different direction, even at first it may seem overwhelming to us, but we we don't see the future. God sees everything, right? And we just kind of look at the present and don't realize what God has in store to stick with it, stay the course, you know, stay in the church, keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, and things are going to be not just okay, but God has a great plan. More with the beautiful, talented Christina Everett, her book, Women Made New, made into a beautiful free online EWTN learning series. More information coming up. It's available right now. So run to your phones and your computers. We'll be right back. Do early risers have greater faith? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. The answer is yes, and these early morning faith-filled souls also say they are more conscientious and satisfied in life, according to a recent study. You may have heard or seen the expression written that nothing good ever happens after midnight. Apparently, a lot of good happens near dawn. Researchers aren't sure which trait leads to the next or if this is just a big circle of life. Either way, the early birds appear to be more content. The study points out that a routine that includes rising early, attending morning mass, special morning services like those of Easter, may also strengthen the morning risers' wake-up muscles. This can lead to more satisfaction in life, too. Early to bed and early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. God wrote that one. 
Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on this at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. When and how did Jesus allow some of his apostles to see him in his glory? After entrusting to Peter the keys to govern the house of God, the church, the Lord began to reveal to his followers that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things, including death, but that on the third day he would be raised from that death. It is during this period, according to the Catholic Catechism, that he takes Peter, James, and John up on a high mountain and there unveils his divine glory for a very brief time. His clothing, his face become dazzling with light. He also reveals he must go by way of the cross in Jerusalem to enter his glory. All the Trinity is present for the transfiguration. The Father in the voice declaring Jesus to be his beloved Son, the Son in Jesus, the Spirit in the cloud that covers Jesus. The transfiguration gives us a window on Jesus' glorious coming and our own transformation from a lowly body to a glorious body like his. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. Lena Everett from EWTN Radio and TV and her beautiful book, Women Made New, published by EWTN, joins us this morning. Get the book. As Chris Lena said, you don't need the book actually to do the online series, but I really recommend it because it's just something to have and you can go back to. And I, I'm the old school, Chris Lena. You know, I'm much older than you, but I like that hard stuff, that hard copy, that paper. Yeah. So I also want people Tangible. to get the book. But yeah, but I want you to go back to the dream that you had. And when you called me, I'll never forget when you explained that dream. That's really, really important how you were led to do this whole project. So tell us about the dream. Uh I, well, I was seven months, almost eight months pregnant, and when I bent down to get something, um, something just gave out in my back, and I was bedridden for the remainder of my pregnancy, and I don't think I've ever been in more pain in my entire life, even during the delivery of a baby. It was really bad, but there was nothing I could do because the baby was so far along, and we were in my pregnancy that um, I ended up just being bedridden and just diving into my relationship with God and not just crying to God, but crying out to God. But in that time of suffering and really embracing my relationship in this cross, I did. I had a dream of just there I was standing there with rows and rows of women, Teresa, and their backs were to me of all ethnic states, sizes. And all of a sudden I saw this black shadow swooping in and out of these rows of women. And as this black shadow would pass the women, they were throwing something behind them over their head. All these things were going over their head and over me. And I turned around. And as I turned around, I was in front of a dead, desolate desert. And as I turned around, I said, Lord Jesus, what are those? And as I turned around, it was all these different gems just hitting this this sand. And it, and it sounded like wet sand and these rocks hitting wet sand, right? But when, the rock, when these gems would hit the sand, the sand would come up and it would swallow the gems like they were never there. And I mm. said, Lord Jesus, what are those? They were gorgeous. And I heard a voice say back to me, those are the gifts and talents in women's vocation and the virtues that I have given them, and they are throwing them away and giving way to the world. And he said, go find the gems and give them back to women. And then I woke up. And I was like, what do you mean, gems? Where, where are these gems? You know, I was so unsatisfied, Teresa, because here you see this happen, but I didn't know where to look. And a couple right. of years even went by, and my ministry evolved, and then I had the idea for the book. And the beautiful thing about it is I remember talking to actually Catherine Hadro. She says, well, Crystalina, what do you want me to write um, for, for this chapter? And I said, honestly, I was telling all the women, just go to adoration 
and it actually came out. I said, just see what gem Jesus wants to give you to give to the women. And as I said that, it was like this aha moment. And I remembered my dream. And I got off the phone and I had tears in my eyes. And I said, oh, my goodness, I'm collecting the gems. These are the gems. And all of the different beautiful stories of these women who are overcomers of, of overcome that trial and that adversity and that beat down from the world or the devil or whatever bondage they were in, they overcame that. And really each chapter of that book and each um, video in this eight-part series really does give women almost that antidote and, and just that, that step-by-step guideline of how to overcome those things, how to overcome that bondage that they may be in, and give them that encouragement to really restore and renew who they are and what God has created them to be. Yeah, how many of us believe the lies that we can't do this or that? It's just, it's so overwhelming at times. This is such a beautiful, get get me all teary-eyed again. I'm I'm supposed to be on the air here being very professional. (laughs) I'm getting all choked up because I remember you telling about the dream. But you didn't expect it really to to take on this this whole life of its own, right? I mean, because it's huge. I mean, the, the response to this has been phenomenal. It's been shocking, honestly. And God always surpasses. What oh yeah is, don't put him in a box ain't right? possible he so can't be scary. contained in a box yeah yeah you can't and it's so scary and it's overwhelming and a lot of the times it's hard it's really hard there's a lot of trials involved when you're doing whatever it is god's asking you to do but at the same time you just have to go through that fire sometimes because you never know on the other end what that yes that simple little yes and just example mother angelica every day she just said that yes no matter how hard or how difficult it was she just kept walking in faith, and God always showed up, and God wants to show up in everybody's life in a huge way right now, but you have to show up to your own fight, and these are truly tools that EWTN is giving you, Women Made New is giving you, um, and even Mother Angelica, Mother Angelica is helping us walk through to do that and to overcome any struggles or any fear, and it's like, ladies, just... Don't be afraid right now. And there's a lot of things to be afraid of, but we do not need to fear. Jesus is with us, and he is going to take care of you in everything he asks you to do, and then some. Yeah, and as Scripture says, God did not give us a spirit of fear. And and sometimes that fear, and I always say, one of my friends told me years ago, fear is actually an acronym, the word, false evidence appearing as real. I love it. Oh, I love it. Absolutely. You spot on. That is so spot on right now of what is happening. But that's why we created a community for of women that they are not alone and it's almost like this net to catch them that look it doesn't matter who you are where you've been what you've done all that matters is where you go from here and it's that's right honestly i don't care how deep and dark that hole is that you may have created for yourself because i was in a pretty bad shape um a long time ago before my conversion and i was so broken and i never thought that God could use me to do anything like this or even want me or love me, you know, because we think that, we believe that lie. But at the end of the day, you have no idea your own importance and, and, and the mission that is on your life. And don't underestimate your value and that what God is calling you to be. And I don't care how messy or how ugly your past is, God is calling you and He loves you and He wants to restore you and He will give you the strength. And when I talk about my past truth, I feel like I'm talking about another woman, really. You yeah. know, and I'm still learning, I'm still growing, I'm still healing, but at the same time, I am not what I was anymore. And God right. wants to do that for all women.
Yeah, absolutely. So, so many of us in that situation. I love Jeanette's story too, because you know sometimes people look at someone as beautiful inside and out as Jeanette and think, oh, she's never had any issues. She's never had any suffering. She's just so you know wonderful and perfect and and beautiful and always so you know articulate and poised. And she's very honest, extremely honest in her life before she came back to the church and what it did to her. And then also, of course, her own story of suffering with the loss of her first husband and her son. Just an incredible, incredible journey that she is continuing to be on. And then Catherine and and of course, Mother Angelica smack in the middle of it, Father Joseph. The, the book is just so, I think, well-rounded with people with different experiences, because we're all different, right? Oh, absolutely. And that's why I did what I did, and it was set up the way it was. And truly, I really prayed about it, and it all came from just hours and the fruitfulness of just going to adoration. And in this time of Eucharistic revival in the Church, which is huge, that Jesus is calling His people back to Him to just go see what God is is saying to you, because if I didn't spend that time with Jesus and I didn't go to adoration, I don't think this would have happened. This never would have come to be. Right. And it's really in the small, that small, still voice, the importance and our obedience, the importance of just following through with what we know and we hold true and just to do it. Even though we may be afraid and you may need some courage, you just need to listen and follow through. And God will bless that because that's truly where a lot of this just came from. And I wanted the different walks of life of of all these different women in the age groups and even Father Joseph Mary, because that way it's, it's like they all had ministries, really strong ministries that could help women if they had that divorce, if they had that abortion, if they were struggling in their marriage or eating disorders or body issues or sexual abuse like I experienced. that I wanted all these different powerhouse women, because it's not about competition, Teresa. No, no, it's about helping each other and embracing each other. Christina, thank you for including me. I'm very honored to be a part of not only the book, but this beautiful online series, EWTN.com slash Women Made New, or just EWTN.com and just go to the online series division. Sign up for it free. Please do yourself a favor, get the book and sign on for this series. We'll be right back. Father Benedict Groeschel. I want to welcome you, if you're not familiar, with the wonderful world of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. What will America become if it makes it impossible for the Holy Spirit to work here because of untruth and self-indulgence and paganism? This is not just a nice discussion of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, because I'm going to discuss What happens when people make it impossible to be prudent, just, or honest, or brave, or courageous, or reverent? When people make that impossible, what a terrible thing they do not only to themselves, but to our society. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. Catechism of the Catholic Church on Animals, paragraph 2417. God entrusted animals to the stewardship of those whom he created in his own image. It is legitimate to use animals for food and clothing. They may be domesticated to help man in his work. Medical and scientific experimentation on animals is a morally acceptable practice if it remains within reasonable limits and contributes to caring for or saving human lives. It is contrary to human dignity to cause animals to suffer or die needlessly. It is likewise unworthy to spend money on them that should, as a priority, go to the relief of human misery. 
So the Catechism is quite clear. We have a great duty to exhibit kindness to animals and at the same time understand that animals were created not for their own sake, but for the sake of the human. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Thanks for tuning in to the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. It's Wednesday, so it's Joni, always, always a gift, and one of our most popular segments here on Catholic Connection. Much to discuss, my dear. Let's start with uh, what's happening with the transportation in Rome. When we were emailing back and forth, there's some major transportation issues, I understand. Thanks for joining us. Well, other than the occasional, you know, all-day or half-day strike, what's been a problem for a couple of months, but, but... really become bigger the last month is the lack of taxis. And I, I've told people if they can get a taxi in um, 45 minutes or less, then they should buy a lottery card because <laughs> they will have, really, that's the kind of luck. It's, okay, I had an appointment this morning that I had to go to, and um, I, I said I'd be there like 1030 to 11. I called a taxi from my house, which I've done, you know, for years. And then you listen to music, and you finally get a message. Yes, we, you know, we're so sorry. There's no taxis available. So I've lost five, six, seven minutes. I then go out in the street in front of my house, and probably 25 to 30 taxis went by. Some had people in them, some didn't. I finally got on a bus, and I went down to Via delle Fornaci, where, mm-hmm. of course, you know, La Vittoria is, and there's right. a taxi stand outside. But today, like every other time I've tried this. Lots of people in line and no taxis. Wow. And it, it literally, after 45 minutes of trying, uh, finally I got a taxi. And you know what I did? To go to my errand, because I had to pick up some uh, super important papers, um, I, I just went in, I got the papers, and I took the taxi back home. I wow. Said to the guy, I, just, I said, I'll just be a minute, I have to pick up something. And, um, I mean, I was supposed to be there longer, but... I wasn't going to wait another 45 minutes. Right. So. right. And it, no, it's really sad. And the bus driver, uh, the taxi drivers tell you, Rye Television, by the way, the state owned network, as you mm-hmm. know, right. um, Rye Television did a whole special on this like 10 days or two weeks ago on the dearth of taxis in Rome. And um, the taxi drivers will tell you uh, that there are huge numbers of tourists. That's absolutely true. But in the past, tourists don't generally take, you know, they walk or they come in a group on a bus or, right. or whatever. But it's not huge numbers taking taxis. So, um, and then the taxi driver I did have this morning, he said there's quite a, um, he said the metro, the subway is not working. And he said people are, you know, are getting to work and running errands and doing other things by taxi. So I don't know if those are just uh, real reasons or are they excuses, but um, if I'm going, if I would normally have to leave my house by taxi at 20 of 8 for an 8 o'clock dinner arrangement, like in, uh, dinner in the center of Rome, I now have to start thinking of calling at 7.15. Right. So um, it's just uh, anybody that, oh my gosh, the people in line today at the taxi thing, my dear, so many of them had suitcases, so 
They were either going to the train station or the or airport. the airport yeah. or Fumicino. No. Yeah. yeah, that's you know it's interesting. I, I think it's part of it is is good news and the fact that you know we're thanks be to God past COVID and, yeah. and I know just uh, recently uh, being in Italy that it was very very crowded and very busy and especially in Rome even coming back uh, through Fumicino and hanging out at a hotel the night before because we had a real early flight. And trying to get a taxi to go to dinner, that was an interesting uh, encounter. So we actually walked uh, halfway to the restaurant and then had a taxi pick us up. You have to be very creative. But we mentioned this because so many people are traveling this summertime. And summertime is obviously very busy for us. Of course, in the United States, we have the 4th of July weekend coming up and travel. Thanks be to God is up. But you really have to pack your patience because it, it's it's very, right. very busy, right? Yeah. But you know all the decades I, I've been here, I've never had a problem. And I, and I said to taxi drivers when they said, oh, huge numbers of people. I said, listen, there were huger numbers of people yeah. and, uh, in the Jubilee years. I never right. had a problem. But, yeah. you know, it's just, uh, yeah, we're kind of alerting people. I'll post a little announcement on my blog or something about, you know, plan uh, double the time you think you're going to need to get someplace. Right. So, and also, just um, just remember, know. if you're just going to a dinner or if you're just going to an event and it's not that far away, you want to go to a particular place such as, you know, Piazza Navona or maybe, you know, yeah. Campo dei Fiori, use, as we say, when we're traveling through Italy, the St. Francis donkey, use your legs and walk. Uh, it's good exercise yeah. and allows you to eat a little bit more, right. a little bit more pasta. Right. Okay. So the Pope and the I Vatican, mean, is, you know, it, go it, ahead. It, it, it can be a problem, certainly for anybody needing a, a train or a plane. And, right. and I know there's many bigger problems in life. So right. I will, I will not um, dwell on that aspect because right. there are important things like at the Vatican, the Pope today um, had his first audience in several weeks, of course, because two Wednesdays in the uh, well, Wednesday in the hospital, and then the doctor said, "No, don't do it." Last week, and so, uh, but the Pope will be starting a a mini vacation, if you want to call it that, a staycation in the Vatican mm-hmm. on Saturday. So, uh, with Francis, we've seen the Pope traditionally take July off, whereas his predecessors pretty much took. August off as the rest of Italy does. So um, the Pope, his next audience after today's, in which he spoke of St. Mary MacKillop as a, per- a person with apostolic zeal, the next audience will be on um, August 9th. So, um, but I, I, right now, actually, there's two important things in, mm-hmm. in my mind that I would like to talk about instead of the audience, not you know, not focusing on the audience, but um, you know how the Holy Father Sundays at the Angelus, Regina Chaley, audience, mm-hmm. any occasion for the last year and a half now almost, he has spoken of the war in Ukraine. And um, so he did send um, one of his, he sent Cardinal Zuppi, uh, who heads the Italian Bishops Conference, he sent him to Ukraine and he met with uh, President Zelensky there. And then yesterday, Cardinal Zuppi left for Moscow. The Vatican had promoted his trip as being today and tomorrow. But he actually arrived in Moscow yesterday, stayed, is staying at the Nunciatur, and apparently it's been beyond top secret what is happening in Moscow. Because I've been reading some reports on, uh, from WhatsApp from journal, Italian journalists who are with Rye TV who are there, and one of them... Uh, you know, wrote this morning at 11 o'clock Moscow time, you know, hello, greetings from Moscow. And she said, everything is on the agenda, is top secret. Zuppi, um, Cardinal Zuppi has uh, just returned to the Nunciatur where he's staying. 
Um, he was out a couple of hours. We have no idea where he's been. Mouths are sewed shut. So um, wow. we do know that, um, not from the Vatican, but we know that the um, Kremlin spokesperson confirmed that the cardinal is having a meeting with Putin's external affairs advisor, and his name is uh, Ushakov. And um, we don't know any results. We don't know what is. I, I'm guessing that whatever is exchanged between the two will be transmitted to the Pope when Cardinal Zuby gets back. You know, gets back mm-hmm. to Rome. If there's going to mm-hmm. be any kind of a statement by the press office or anything, I don't know. But I mean, this could all be. Um, you just kind of hope the Kremlin has so far said that they certainly appreciate all of the efforts by the Holy Father to resolve the situation. So we we shall see. But Cardinal Zuppi will say Mass tomorrow night at the cathedral in Moscow, 7 o'clock Moscow time. And that, of course, is the feast of St. Peter and Paul. Big holiday right. here. Right. Big, mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. All of Rome and obviously the Vatican. So um, so we want to keep our eyes on, on Zuppi's visit. And also, we don't know anything at this point about will he meet Orthodox Patriarch Kirill. So, um, you know, he he and the Pope met, uh, Kirill and the Pope met in Cuba a a number of years ago when the Pope stopped in Cuba to meet him uh, on another trip. But anyway, so that's a very important development. We obviously want to stay on top of that and see what the Vatican says or, or the Kremlin says or somebody says on on the meeting, and um, but you know, Teresa, there was something that really last night kind of gave me the shivers. This is another Vatican news story, but last night about seven o'clock, the, um, a note, a communique from the Holy See press office came because the cardinals' advisors to the Pope, the Council of Cardinals, they had been meeting for two days, twenty-sixth and twenty-seventh of June, and um, and the Holy Father was in that meeting. Now, interestingly enough, Cardinal Gianfranco Ghirlanda um, spoke on steps to be taken uh, in reflecting on, and this is what kind of made me take, you know, intake of breath, reflecting on how to implement the spirit, principles, and criteria of the Apostolic Constitution Predicate Evangelium in diocesan periods. So Mm. this was supposed to be, I mean, this was the document that came out March 18th of last year and um, to implement changes in the Roman Curia, which many people knew had to be taken over the years. And, I mean, you and I have talked on several shows about all the changes that were, uh, that came about because of this apostolic constitution. But now is the idea being thrown out, sounds like it to me, that this apostolic constitution, its spirit, principles, and criteria should be enacted in diocesan curious. Well, I, you know, how many how many dioceses do we even have around the world? Is that what this is pointing to? So, it uh, the statement from the cardinals was not any, or excuse me, the Vatican press office statement on the Cardinals' meeting just really summarized in the shortest possible way what the Cardinals talked about, because they also talked about the theme of synodality given the October Synod Assembly that will take place. And Cardinal Mario Grech, who's one of the organizers of 
this coming um, synod. He spoke on that. Cardinal O'Malley spoke on the plenary of the commission that he heads for the protection of minors. And they had a plenary last month. And and the commission is working to update regulations and practices so that child protection mechanisms are effective in each diocese. Mm. So, you know, some pretty heady items uh, when you when you think of this pope who's prayed for so long for an end to the situation, the war in Ukraine. Will anything come of of the two meetings that Zupi will have had with a he had a direct meeting with the Ukrainian president, but um, I, I, there's no indication that Putin would even you know think of meeting him. Mm-hmm. But some pretty important stuff, and I want to pursue this, um, you know, thing on the Apostolic Constitution. Is it the Holy Father's idea or the Council of Cardinals' idea that the document that reorganized the whole Roman Curia should now be applied to uh, diocesan curias around the world? That's mind-boggling, and I guess it would be scary if you were a bishop. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. So, when will so. you get more information on on that in terms of um, how that will be handled? Well, I, I'm I've got to look at who I want to, you know, be in in touch with and find out. Um, you know, just this one sentence seems to imply something huger than the just you know ten or twelve words. So, I've got to find some people to talk to and get their take on it to see what they know directly and. Um, Obviously, as soon as you, as soon as I know something, you will know something. <laughs> okay, great. So maybe we can get an update the way you work. I know you work quickly and diligently, so maybe we can get an update from you uh, next week. That would be, uh, that would be awesome. There, there's sure, so sure. there's so much going on, and that's why I so appreciate your insight uh, and your experience because it's you know from the surface it's just sometimes so overwhelming. Okay, how does this apply to us? And that's why you are invaluable to this show and to EWTN. Joan, thanks. And I know that uh, you're over in Rome, but I know you're an American as well. So uh, enjoy this 4th of July coming up. And we'll talk to you the day after the 4th, God willing, on July 5th. We'll be right back to wrap up Catholic Connection on this Wednesday morning edition, the Feast of St. Irenaeus. Stay tuned. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. This program is brought to you in part by some of our underwriters at Ave Maria Radio. This July 4th from Angel Studios, who brought you his only son and the chosen, comes a true story of courage and redemption. Sound of Freedom. 
starring Jim Caviezel, who portrayed Jesus in The Passion, and Mira Sorvino, inspired by the true events of a dangerous mission to save young, innocent lives. Sound of Freedom, rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Only in theaters July 4th. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Thanks so much for tuning in on a Wednesday, June 28, 2023, to Catholic Connection, co-produced by Ave Maria Radio and EWTN. Always check us out online, AveMariaRadio.net and EWTN.com. And speaking of EWTN, don't forget that beautiful new online slurting series is available now based on the book Women Made New by our guest in the 15-minute past the hour segment today, Chris Lena Everett. It's a beautifully produced learning series. They have several of them. All of these learning series, by the way, are free. And the apps are terrific. So you could do this on your phone. You could do it on your computer. I definitely would still get the book, though. Christine is right. You don't really need the book. But I kind of think you do because you're going to want to go back when you see the videos and dive more deeply into what the participants had to say as well as the resources. And, of course, everything can be found on EWTN.com. Tomorrow, speaking of the network, the one the only Father Mitch Pacwa joins us. And then we're going to be chatting with the Rome Boys. They're going to be joining us on the Good News Cruise. We'll talk to you tomorrow on a Thursday. Make it a good day. Adomani. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection.